Shumrabyug. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Shulok, Shulisten, the podcast that takes a pop at culture. Shulok, Shulisten. 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 Oh, very good, Benjamin. Not joined this week by the COVID-19 coronavirus, Benjamin. I've recovered. I'm f- ben, I might not have fully recovered, Ben. My voice might still be a little bit raspy and sexy. So some of the listeners will like that, particularly the listeners to your other podcast, Poems. Poems. Benjamin, sure, look, we don't have time for any of that messing because we have to look at the new trailer for the television programme Wednesday, or as you say... Wednesday, you're going to give us a delightful update on the latest antics and hijinks of Ezra Miller. Then yes. we have both, and by we both I mean exclusively me, seen pretty much all of Netflix's Sandman, except they did a little surprise, Benjamin. And we've both, I hope, seen the first episode of She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. Sure, listen, Michael, if that wasn't enough, and it really isn't, as we discovered before we did this week's podcast. Not by a long shot. We're also going to be taking a look at, come here to me, what even was the point of that Phase 4 thing that Marvel did? What was it? Uh, I, I what? don't know. <laughs> did it go anywhere? Did it mean anything? Was there a point? What was the point, Benjamin? Shall we just what wrap it up there and say there wasn't one? There wasn't one. Full stop. Benjamin. Yeah. I have not seen the trailer for the new television programme, Wednesday. Look, it's the Adams Family. They're back, but this time it's named after the most popular character. Michael, finally, finally. Go on. Somebody at the Adams Family Estate went, oh, can we not just do it about Wednesday? Everybody loves Wednesday. Remember when she was Christina Ricci? Everybody loved that. Everybody loved. It's not Christina Ricci anymore, Michael. I know. I'm saying remember when, Benjamin. That's what I was oh, doing. A remember. Do you, so do you remember? Big, the, yeah. I was doing a big remember. The 25th night of November. Mm, mm, mm. Who's uh, Who's doing Wednesday this time, Ben? That's a very good question, Michael. I'm looking it up as we speak because I wasn't good, prepared Benjamin. for this topic. We threw whoever it in there it, last minute. Whoever it is, Benjamin, I'm sure someone on the internet is upset that it's not oh, Christina Michael, Ricci. Michael, it's it's not. No, they probably won't be, Michael, because it's noted horror superstar Go Jenna on. Ortega. Jenna Ortega, Ben, what's she been in? Jenna Ortega's been just about everything, Michael. I'd love to hear. She was in the new one she, thing. She was in the new Scream. Oh yeah. The TV show. There in 2022. She was in A24's X. Oh, very good. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That is very spooky. She was in The Babysitter, Michael. I haven't seen that either. On on the L Netflix. Yep. No, I haven't seen any of these, Ben. She's been in Jurapa, uh, Jurassic World. Jurassic Camp World, Crustaceous, yeah. which is a TV show for kids. Yeah, yeah, I haven't um, seen that. So she's, she's popping up all over the place, Michael. She's got, she's got real, real bloody horror chops, Michael, thanks to X and Scream. Oh, very good. Yeah. So she's playing it. She's quite popular, Michael. She's got a lot of range. Got a lot of range. You need a lot of range to be Wednesday, Ben. She is essentially, though, Michael, she is essentially, though, just Christina Ricci. She's just doing a big Christina Ricci. Look at that. Look at that picture and tell me that's not Christina Ricci. Benjamin, this is a bloody audio medium. I can't see any picture. I can, obviously, but for the You you can. Nobody else can. I'm showing, Michael, a very tasteful black and white photograph of uh, of Jenna Ortega. Yeah, yeah, she's doing a, she definitely looks like a Wednesday Adams, Ben, that's for sure. She definitely looks like a Wednesday Adams. So this one is centred on Wednesday Adams, having been expelled from five different schools, Michael. One of them for what looks like uh, feeding a young swim 
team star to a bunch of piranhas. Yeah, that's um, not great. She's probably a baddie. It's not ideal, Michael. She's a little psychopath, and, and mm. that's normal, I think, um, you know, for a Wednesday Adams. So we're seeing that, and it's centered on her, Michael, because, you know, it's important that she be there. It's important that she be, be stuck <laughs> on in there. <laughs> what with the show being called Wednesday and all, Ben? Yes, it's important that she be there. So it's it's looking like a very tongue-in-cheek classic Adams Family skit. It's a, it's a fairly all-star cast, Michael. Go on, who's in it? Louise Guzman is there as Gomez Adams. Louise Guzman, Benjamin, he's one of your favourites. I love Louise Guzman. The internet doesn't know. We'll get into that in a second. Oh, really? Uh, Why not? Catherine, oh, we'll get into it in a second, Michael. Wait until you hear this. Wait until oh, you hear really? this. So, Catherine Zeta-Jones is there, Michael, as Morticia Adams. Well, that's very town. good casting, Ben. Yeah, very good casting. So, she's in there. Gwendolyn Christie pops up. She's very tall. She's very, very tall and intimidating. Good for her. Presumably, Ben, because she's so tall, that means she has more time to be in television programs. Yes, because as we all know, the most important thing for any televisual career is height. Yeah, yeah, it helps you be in more shows. Yeah, it's because they can only level the cameras at around six foot three. (laughs) (laughs) So they have to lower them down for everyone else, so it takes longer to film everything. It takes longer to film them, so they really prefer to cast tall. Oh, very good. Okay, that explains Gwendolyn Christie's career. Not Not her acting or character work. So, Michael, you heard me mention the Louise Guzman controversy here. Michael, there are complaints for two reasons. Oh, good. Some of the stupidest reasons I've ever heard, Michael. Benjamin, I love when you bring complaints from the internet to me. Claim number one, Michael, is that he's not attractive enough to play Gomez Adams. Benjamin, Raul Julia played Gomez Adams. Is he one of the sexiest men of all time? Uh, I don't know. I'll have to look it up. Raul Julia, Benjamin. He played Gomez Adams. He also played uh, M. Bison in the Street Fighter film. Oh, there's Raul Julia. I wouldn't say he's a conventionally attractive man, Michael. No, that's what I'm saying. Isn't Gomez Adams a weird-looking little creepy fella? Yeah, so from the comics, he's real fucking weird, Michael. He's very weird um, and creepy-looking. Who played Gomez Adams originally, Ben? Is he a sexy man? Gomez Adams was originally played by none other, Michael. Yes. Than. Yes. <laughs> really fucking throwing me curveballs today. Yeah, John yeah. Aston was in the original 1964 uh, series, Michael. His I name is John Aston, and he looked like this. Is he looking There's like a handsome John fella? Aston. He's he's a, not, yeah, I mean, handsome in a sixties way, I guess. If you're into, he looks, str- he looks like he might be telling you then. Oh, watch out for those bloody Nazis! They're coming across on World War Two any moment now. I say, is that Jerry I Spy? Yeah, he's um, hmm. yeah, he's not super handsome, is he? So he's in there. Then we've got Raul Julia, Michael, and that's Raul Julia. He's bloody weird. One of the world's handsomest men. Yeah, absolutely not. Then we've got Tim Curry, Michael. Played him in 1998, which I didn't know. Did he? Who did Tim Curry play him in? Uh, I don't know. In 1998, he played him in a a movie, I guess, in a film, apparently. Did he? Uh, I'm going to look that up now because I've never... I've never seen that, Michael. I've never seen Tim Curry as as, uh, Gomez Adams. What's that about? Uh, Let's find out together, Michael. Let's jump down the rabbit hole. On everybody, our, our famously visual medium. Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves the podcast. Two men googling. <laughs> it's the best. Uh, oh, there he! Oh, fuck! It's not a lot. I'm not wrong. What's he doing? It's the Adams family reunion, Michael. After I assume Raul Julia had passed away, there he is. Look at him. They got Tim. What's his name again? Tim Curry. Tim Allen. Yes. Yeah, they got Tim Allen in. Looks they like no Tim one's Allen. the same. 
No one is the same. Not by the looks of it. Well, that looks dreadful. That's mad, that. isn't it? I'm glad I've never heard of or seen that. I, I've, I've never heard of or seen that, Michael. It doesn't even have bloody Duck from Back to the Future in it. As it doesn't have, doesn't have anyone in it, Ben. Benjamin. That's Anyway, weird, look, man. we've dealt with that now. He's sexy enough. What's the second complaint? The second complaint, Michael, is that he's too ethnic. <laughs> Benjamin, the man's name is Gomez. <laughs> I know. Benjamin. But the internet is losing their minds. The man's name is Gomez, Benjamin, please. <laughs> but Luis Guzman is too Mexican. So they said, find me a successful Mexican actor to play beloved character Gomez Adams. And yes. they literally followed the brief to the letter and found mm. a beloved <laughs> actor from a Latino background. And they went, there you go. And everybody went, no, no, no. I, d- I didn't mean properly Latino. Ew. No, that's too much. No. You've gone too far. Benjamin, I That's don't think too they much have, Latino. I don't think they have the leg to stand on there. The man's name is literally Gomez. The man's name is literally Gomez, Michael. He's not even he's not even defined. It's just a Latino name, Michael, in this particular case. It, no good, Michael. <laughs> the internet. Get out of here, the internet. Get Better, out of here. Bigger fish to fry. Benjamin, look, we'll probably give it a look anyway. I, I'm going to enjoy it, Michael. I, I'm a huge fan of the original... Adams family, not the strange family reunion one with Tim Curry as Gomez Adams, which we've oh, all seen you. and gone, oh my. Do you mean the 1960s version then? No, it's not the 1960s version with John Aston, Michael. <laughs> That's what you mean by the original, though. Yes, the original, the original, the original, Michael. Yeah, I yeah. mean Adams family values, Michael, with Raul Julia. Ah, that's not the original, Ben. That's just the one from when you were young. All right, get out of here. Right. You've, Look, you've this is all very confusing, Michael. You've misunderstood what original means there, Ben. There's two weird films as well, Michael, from Sony Pictures, I think. They're animated films. Oh, go on. Uh, yeah, so those are the Adams Family ones as well. Um, let's have a look at that one very, very quickly. Benjamin, I've always preferred The Monsters. I, you're wrong, but that's okay. Um, you're absolutely wrong, Michael. Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay. I've, always, I've always preferred The Monsters because they've got a werewolf. They, the Adams Family don't have a werewolf. They have Thing. Yeah. Thing's no werewolf, though, is he? No. Oscar Isaac plays the voice of Gomez Adams, Michael. Oh, yeah. Now, Oscar Isaac would have been a good get. Too sexy, though, I would say. Well, the internet would probably complain that he's a little bit too ethnic, Michael. <laughs> the, the old internet. Knowing no the use. internet. Knowing the internet, Benjamin, no use. Benjamin! Yes. Speaking of the internet, what's the next thing on our running order? I I don't know, Michael. I've given up. You're flipping around so much there on the internet and showing me that I can't see the running order anymore. What's next? What's next on the running order, Ben? Next up is... So, Michael... shambles. Michael, you and I, at the beginning of this year, were quite excited for a particular movie to come out. Oh, yeah, were we? And that particular movie, Michael, was none other than The Flash. We were going to get a multiverse, Michael. We were going to get DC boys and girls. Uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, yeah. And, you know, it was it was all going to go very well. Okay? It was exciting times. And then, Michael, for some reason, yes. despite being literally one of the more successful actors, Ezra Miller went and said, Ah, oh, now, do you know what? I'd rather be Clyde from Bonnie and Clyde without a Bonnie. I'd just like to have a big mad mental breakdown, please. Is that fine? Is that all right with everybody? And... It, it's kind of interesting, Michael, but the, the internet has said, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So, uh, one of the interesting things that we've had to look at, Michael, is we've been able to do kind of Miller check-ins. Oh, yeah, Miller World, we call it. 
Miller World, yeah. Miller World is, is how it works. So the first kind of whiff, the first little, you know, stench of Ezra Miller being a bit of a bad egg, Michael. Yeah. Was in 2020 uh, when uh, a small video of him seeming to choke slam a woman who asked for know. his autograph went choke slam might Choke slam might be the wrong word, Benjamin. A choke slam involves picking someone up in the air, holding them, walking them around the WWE wrestling ring, and then slamming them down on their back. Right, but he gave them a heightened choke, Michael. A heightened choke. All right, okay. <laughs> yeah. And he screamed in the woman's face. And I think everybody, because Ezra Miller is considered quite an attractive individual. Oh, go on. Michael. Everyone said, ah, look, they were having a tough time. They, they needed a break. That's and fine, yeah. Ezra Miller can choke fine. whoever Ezra Miller wants to choke. Yeah, exactly. That's fine. He's attractive. <laughs> Let him have it. That's right? your take on it, Ben. So that was that was the first instance, Michael. And everybody kind of forgot about this. He continued on his career. He did more Fantastic Beast films. He continued to keep his role in the, the DC Universe for some bizarre reason. There's a, they've put and then, 100 million into a movie, Ben. Uh, yeah, they, you see, they put a lot of effort into Ezra Miller being the star of their new kind of DC reboot, Michael. But then, Michael, it gets weird again, right? So, in June of mm. this year, right? The film June, yep. Yeah. The film June of this year. Yes. Uh, so, there's a woman called Sarah Jumping Eagle, who's okay. uh, Indigenous American. Very good, okay. Good for and her. she filed a restraining order against Ezra Miller mm. on behalf of her daughter, Gibson Iron Eyes. That's okay. a great name, first of all. It, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. fantastic. I, I assume so, Ezra Miller was just hanging around trying to steal that name. Yeah. So apparently, Ezra Miller became friends with these people back in 2016, in and around then. Okay, as you do. Uh, and he kept in contact with their daughter, who he met, or who they met, when the daughter was 12 years old. All right, okay. First suspicions of bad Agnes there. Yeah. And then apparently he became... He kind of just exposed her to a lot of terrible things. Uh, so oh, in great. the legal documents, they claim that Miller provided Gibson with alcohol, drugs, including LSD, marijuana, and ketamine, and then physically abused them. Oh, brilliant. So in December of 2021, Michael, um, for whatever reason, the parents of uh, Gibson Iron Eyes allowed her to stay with Ezra Miller in Vermont. Great name, though. Great right? name. Great name. Yeah. Good naming of the child, probably yeah. not the best parental consideration. Mm. Welcome to Judging People's Parenting, the podcast. So, at, at the, yes. So, they decided to check in on their daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they flew out to Vermont to visit her. And, yeah, look, they found that um, Gibson had dropped out of school. Oh, very um, good. She was now considered to be kind of Ezra Miller's... I don't know, go to like busybody, like she'd get him stuff and stuff like that. But he had her driving a car and Gibson Iron Eyes didn't have a license. Very good. Great name though. Great name though. Fucking great name. So anyway, they they filed for uh, a restraining order, naturally. Um, However, Gibson Iron Eyes denied these claims um, in an unverified Instagram post on June 5th, calling the reports about Miller a tragedy. That's very interesting. Hmm. 
Um, but then uh, Gibson Ironer's parents went on to file a uh, restraining order again for emotional and psychological manipula- manipulation of their daughter. Oh, that's like the one you have against me. Yeah. Um, so, exactly. You're not allowed to come down here anymore. That's why we do the podcast in two separate rooms now across the interwebs. Yeah, yeah. No COVID here. Yeah. So, then, Michael... um it, it just gets it gets weirder and weirder. Do you want me to keep doing this? Is this good podcasting or is it just bizarre? <laughs> get to the point. Get to the point. All right. What's There's a series of different things, Michael. There was another one uh, where um, a man in Hawaii and his three children were held hostage by Miller. Oh, brilliant. Um, another one was, claims that Ezra Miller, another unnamed mother and her 12-year-old child were granted an order for protection against Miller, thre- claiming that the actor threatened them with a gun. Oh, um, classic. And the way this keeps coming up, Michael, is he keeps taking people in and then later kind of turning on them. Sorry, they keep taking people in and then later kind of turning on them. Yeah, you're kind of struggling with that, aren't you? (laughs) So a lot of these people, a lot of these people were down on their luck when Ezra Miller met them. Mm. Ezra Miller then took them in because he had a lot of money and, uh, you know, power. Mm. Uh, And then he kind of turned, they kind of turned on him later. Michael. And then Miller was charged most recently with a felony burglary in Vermont. Oh, very good. Stealing some some bourbon. Yes. um, And now... Yes, go on. DC was left with a a strange choice. So we know about the the DC coal recently, Michael, where... You know, DC is just shelving projects that are finished because they're not very good. Yeah. You know, they're getting rid of other things because they don't have the money. They don't see them as viable. But they have kind of a catch-22 with the Flash movie. Mm. And apparently, Michael... Go on. The way they sought to deal with this was to come up with three possible solutions. And this is all rumor mill stuff, Michael. Oh, I'd love to hear it. Possibility number one was... Have Ezra Miller do an extensive apology to her and release the film. Okay. Okay, with publicity. So that was Sounds option like number a one. not a great plan, Ben, because, you know, probably an unstable not person out there. In front Given of that he's very unstable. Mm. Option number two was release the film, but remove Ezra Miller for, from any kind of promotion okay. of the film. And just accept Can that you? it's going to bomb. And just accept that it's going to bomb. Or option three was scrap it. All right, okay. Now... On August 15th, Ezra oh, Miller... Re- the other day. <laughs> yes. Ezra Miller released yeah. a statement Uh-oh. apologizing for his recent heinous actions. <laughs> this is trying to give some kind of explanation. Great stuff. So, here is the, here is the statement. Oh, no. Oh, we're going to hear the yeah. statement. Oh, no. Having recently gone through a time of intense crisis, I now understand that I am suffering complex mental health issues and have begun ongoing treatment. I want to apologize to everyone that I have alarmed and upset with my past behavior. I am committed to doing the necessary work to get back to a healthy, safe, and productive stage in my life. Oh, very good. So that's all right. It, it kind of ends all right, Michael. But obviously, Warner Brothers has gone with option number one. Make him issue an official apology, mm. and then Come we'll the see what stuff. happens next. I'm not convinced. I know we're supposed to forgive everybody when they admit that it's a mental health thing, but I'm not convinced. <laughs> ben doesn't believe in mental health. All right, brilliant I do. Stuff. I do. Brilliant. 
I just don't believe in it being a get out of jail free card. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Benjamin. Yeah. Poor poor old Warner Brothers. Having said that though, for all of the Miller World excitement, there is one thing that does seem to be going right for them. And it's that they finally landed a nail on the head adaptation of the comic book The Sandman. Sandman. Done now, Benjamin, not by Warner Brothers at all, Michael. Is it not? It's fucking it's in association with Netflix, but I'd say it's Netflix a, probably it's, it's Warner Brothers though. Yeah, there's a little bit of Warner Brothers there, Michael, but I don't well, know. Well, Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers own it, don't they? I think they own the rights to the comics, Michael, but I don't think that means they're going to make a good bloody adaptation. Oh, no, they've nothing to do with the adaptation, man. They've not I think done it's a bit it. Of a, I think it's a bit of a Sony-Marvel move where it's like, all right, all right, Sony, you give us the rights and we'll take care of everything else. Don't but touch Benjamin, it. Don't I touch it. I have to say, I have to say, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. It's fantastic. Go on. It's getting mixed reviews, funnily enough. Not surprising. Not surprising at all, but I think much more justifiable mixed reviews than a lot of mixed reviews in today's modern mixed review culture. Now, this is very important. We're not confusing this with mixed, very popular segment, Mixed Reviews, reviews. which is currently happening. It's currently happening. It's a good one. That's my review. It's a good one. It's a good one. That's Mixed Review. Mixed Review, it's a good one. Benjamin, so season one is an adaptation of volumes one and two of the comic book. Yes. So it's an, it's an adaptation of Preludes and Nocturnes and The Doll's House, both of which we've covered on our other podcast, Benjamin, Collecting Issues, the bi-weekly comic book book club, including yes. just last week, The Doll's House, Ben. Which we did. And it it's, I think, in my opinion, Ben, this is my opinion now. Go yes. On. Yes. By its nature, I can see why it's divisive, because... The Sandman comics don't have a strong narrative arc running through them. And a lot they of don't. people are watching it and going, what was the point of any of that? Where was the strong narrative arc that I've come what, to crave? What, what, what was this about? Who was this for? Was this for me, the average viewer? But um, if you just sit down, Ben, and you just enjoy it for what it is, it's absolutely fantastic stuff. For example, episode six, Benjamin, my personal favourite episode. Go on is a combination of two of the strongest and most memorable comic issues. It's a combination, Ben, of The Sound of Her Wings, one of your favourites, which is where we kind of meet and get to know Death as she she takes people away from their last moments of life. How she's a very compassionate person, entity, creature. Very good, Ben. Very emotional. Very excellent. And then the second part of that episode is... Uh, a recreation, Ben, of the comic where he meets his good friend, Hob Gadling. Hob Golding. Gadling, I think it is. Hob Golding. All right, yeah. you're going to stick with that. But Benjamin, he's a man who decides not to die. Yes, Hob Golding is a man who decides not to die. Yeah, yeah, Gadling. But Benjamin, he decides not to die and he meets Dream every hundred years in the same tavern. Yes, and, in the uh, same alehouse. In the same alehouse, in the same house of ill repute, Benjamin. And it is practically word for word from the comic book. That's impressive, isn't it? Like, that they stick to it that much. So much, Benjamin. Word for word. I was reciting mm. some of it to my good lady friend before the characters said it. And she was like, what? Because you know it that well, do you, Michael? No, because we read it, Benjamin, for Collecting Issues last week. The bi-weekly comic book book club. The bi-weekly comic book book club. There's a link in the description down below if you'd like to hear more of it. But it's a fantastic... I mean, you could say that Neil Gaiman is obviously at heart. He's a writer. He's not a comic book writer or a 
or a short story writer or a novel writer or a film or TV writer. He's just a writer. He's a bit of a raconteur, Michael, a storyteller. A storyteller, Benjamin, probably gives his stories a bit of an advantage in that you can just film them, apparently, in a lot of cases. And it comes well, out I mean, quite well. They have the storyboards all done by Mike Dreikenberg back in the day, Michael. Exactly, Do you know what I mean? like, Benjamin. Exactly. There is some. Fu- there is a fantastic little homage, Benjamin. Um, the meeting for the serial collectors. Do you remember Ben the serial collectors? Yes. They have a meeting about who are they going to invest invite for their guest of honor. And Very they, good. they they host that meeting in a diner called Mike's Drinks and Burgers. Oh, look at that, Benjamin! Isn't that one of the best little homages you've ever seen? That's a tidy little homage. Mike's Drinks and Burgers, Ben. Do you get it? Yes, because it's Mike Trichenberg. Yeah, yeah. I get, get it. I get it. It's, it I, sounds I get it. like the name of the artist who... Yeah, yeah no, I, I got it. I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like and how I got Hobgolding very quickly. Gatling, yeah. And um, there's some... It, it's it's a really good adaptation about it. It is in places almost word for word, panel for panel. And then a couple of small changes. One of my favourite things about it is that it tells the exact same story but the 30 years that have passed since that comic book came out to now are very yes. much addressed in the comic. Oh. So, for example, in the Hob Gadling story, Ben, he gets to meet him in 1989 because 1989 was the year he got out of his imprisonment. Oh. But in this one, he didn't get to meet him in 1989. Because he was still in the glass in the glass case of emotion in 1989. So he's been in prison for 130 years. No, no, he's been in prison for 100 years, but just a different 100 years. Oh, they just moved with the timeline at the yeah. end. They just moved with the timeline at the end. And a lot of things happen in it. So, Benjamin, if you remember in the comic book, which you thoroughly enjoyed. Yes, we read it on Collecting Issues, the issues bi-weekly the comic, comic, book comic book club. Book club. Yeah. Um, you'll remember Unity Kincaid, Benjamin. Yes, and she was Rose Walker's grandmother. Yes, she had the sleeping sickness, Mike. She had the sleeping sickness, Ben. And we saw her in episode one of Sandman. We did. We saw her succumbing to the sleeping sickness. Yes. Um, but it doesn't make sense in this for her to be Rose's grandmother. So now she's Rose's great-grandmother. So they Get just added, town. They just added a generation on. A nice, simple little flick yeah. of the wrist. A, sl- a little flick of the wrist. But some of the characters are word for word from the comic, Benjamin, and some are adapted or merged together. So your two favourite characters of, what are the names? Glob and Brute? Glob and Brute, Michael. They've been merged together into a female character, Ben. Glutes. And exactly. Basically, yes. Basically, her name is Glutes. It's close enough. What's her actual name? I can't. I think it's glutes. I, I can't. <laughs> I think it actually is glutes. I can't remember now. It's gone. Group was taken. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, it's a really, really, really good show, but it is very much an adaptation of the comic book. So, any of your issues that you might have had with the comic book, you're going to have with this. That's and fair. Therefore, I feel that a lot of the criticism is justified. It's just it's just regular old Sandman criticism, really. Then, isn't it? Yeah. Like, what's this about? Where is it going? Why, why did we just spend an hour doing that? My, my good I, lady friend, my good lady friend has been watching with me, Ben. And while she doesn't love it, she leaves every episode going, yeah, no, I mean, that was good, but I just don't, I'm not into it. I can't yeah, get into fair. it. Because it's not like modern serialized TV. It's just a big old meander. It's, yeah, just whatever you're having yourself. 
with whatever you're having a little bit. You want a little Shakespearean reference? Pinch of that. There he is. Put him in there. there. Put him in there. Oh, what's that? You want want an existential debate about what happens when we die? No, 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 no. There you go. Half an episode. You want an immortal hobgolding? No, 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 no. Gatling. But however. Yeah. Hobgolding. Notably (laughs) enjoyable character, Hobgolding. Also, the inspiration for the character Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Little, little, little lesser known. Spider-Man fact there for the, for yeah, the gang Spider-Man fact. but Benjamin I have thoroughly enjoyed it has your favourite and mine Stephen Fry in it oh Stephen Fry he plays uh, Fiddler's Green oh there's a spoiler for you but yes he plays Gilbert he plays the character Gilbert plays the character Gilbert Michael famously modelled after G.K. Chesterton I don't know who that is Benjamin noted Victorian storyteller and author G.K. Chesterton Michael was he a big um, fella big lump of a fella He's a big heft of a fella, Michael. Um, and he was famous for wearing that kind of suit. You'll see it now, Michael. I'm going to show it to you in the old images again. All right, okay. Very. There you very go. There's, there's G.K. Chesterton, Michael. Oh, he looks every inch the character Gilbert from the yeah, there he is. Look, Sandland. There he is oh, yeah, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, so that's G- him, all right. G.K. Chesterton would have been a huge figure in Neil Gaiman's childhood um, because a lot of his kind of fantastical stories would have inspired Neil Gaiman when he was younger, Michael. Oh, very um, good. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so he's a little nod to that, Michael. And uh, a fantastic writer he was as well, Michael. Oh, very good. Maybe we'll do an episode on that in the future. Um, we probably should, Michael. But he was, he was fairly, fairly influential. He would have been around the time of Oscar Wilde and George Bernard Shaw and the likes and was known to frequent alehouses with both of those gentlemen. Oh, was he now? He was indeed. Very He was indeed. Benjamin. So, yeah, there you go. Anyway, adaptation on adaptation on homage on homage, yes. Absolutely fabulous stuff. I'm loving every minute of it. And after season one ended, Ben, they dropped a little two-part new episode, which is very Out nice of nowhere. Surprise. Out of nowhere. Just how are, what are you having yourselves? Have some more weird stuff. A Dream of Cats. And what was the other one? Calliope, I don't know. Calliope, oh yeah, Muse story. Yeah, fun, yeah, fun fact about the Muse story, Michael. I picked that up when I was far too young to in the Dublin City Mobile Libraries. Go on. Uh, I was about, I'd say I was about 12. Yeah, yeah. And I found comics in the Dublin City Mobile Libraries and I went, oh, I'll, I'll try this one. This looks cool. Yeah, and yeah. it was one of the original kind of 90s trade paperbacks of The Sandman. And it was the one that features Calliope. And th- Michael, horrific stuff. Never should have read that as a 12-year-old. Mm, there's a very unpleasant rape in that, isn't there? There's a very unpleasant rape in that, Michael. Shouldn't yeah. have read that. Yeah, yeah. And they, they did away with it quite well. I mean, they didn't take it out of the adaptation on Netflix, but they handled it a lot more tastefully, let's say. Let's say. Let's just say. Let's just say. Yeah. Fucking hell, Dublin City Library. Put your weird... Fet your comics. <laughs> Benjamin Yeah Speaking of comic book to screen adaptations I'll tell you what She-Hulk was on there the other day wasn't it? The She-Hulk was on there the other day Michael what's this bollocks of a Tuesday all of a sudden? No it's Thursday Ben It's fucking Tuesdays Michael No it's Thursdays It releases on Tuesdays Michael Oh it releases on Tuesdays that's what you're saying I thought you were just saying yeah. what day is after Wednesday no. What's, what's all this business of a Tuesday release? But we were told they, Wednesdays, Michael. They can mix it up whenever they want. It used to be Fridays. It used to be Fridays. Mm. It did. They're just doing yeah. it all over the place, Michael. Just doing it all over the place. But it launched this week, Michael. And I have to say... Go on. All right, yeah, give me more of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, Benjamin, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, 
I hope you don't have any particularly strong positive feelings towards men. I don't get rid of those. I don't. If you do, you're going to struggle with it. But even though I do have largely positive feelings towards men, I was able to just about overlook those and uh, thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I think it's a genius move on behalf of Marvel. I think it's gotten a lot of praise for how it handles that. Um, there's there's two distinct moments, um, I suppose, where that's underlined, Michael. Go on. Um, um, do you want to get into that a little bit later? Should we do a whole, what even is do, this? Yeah, I don't know. Let's, shall we get into the thing that's obviously on the tip of our tongues first and then get back to it? Yeah, let's just do that, Michael. Let's, it's yeah, more let's natural that way. way. So let's do it, there's, there's, it, it has a distinctly post-Me Too vibe. Yes, very much so. It has a, a very, very... Um, it, it's very current in the sense that uh, Tatiana Maslava plays a Jennifer Walters who Maslani. is... Uh, sorry, say again for me. Maslani. Maslani, my apologies. Uh, mm-hmm. Tatiana Maslani plays uh, Jennifer Walters who is very much a mouthpiece for a lot of women who are pretty done with men, Michael. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I hope you don't have men. any positive feelings towards men for this. this I, see, I don't, I, I don't think it's fair to say that at all, Michael. I think I don't think it's as heavy-handed as you're making it out to be at all. Oh, okay, so hold on. Right, okay. Here's So here's where I... This is where it immediately... And again, I like this. This yeah. is... Um, I like the fact that it's a flat-out comedy. Yeah, um, it's great. It's certainly... It feels the most interesting thing that Disney Plus have done since um, WandaVision. I would, uh, I would wholeheartedly agree. I'm excited for where this is going to go. I think this is going to be fantastic stuff. But, Benjamin, there is a scene right at the beginning where she stumbles into a, a kind of roadhouse. Yeah. Roadhouse. After a car, after a, not a kind of roadhouse, a roadhouse. The, it might as well be the roadhouse. roadhouse. It might as well be the roadhouse from the film Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze was in the wings as a yeah, ghost ready to do a cameo. Yeah, he's a ghost. Um, and she goes into a bathroom and she's all horrible. And then four women come into the bathroom and they are the four nicest, most helpful, most helpful multicultural, multi-ethnic. I mean, it's like, aren't women fabulous? Women supporting like, women. Women yes, supporting queen. women. If you are ever in trouble, all you need to do is find the women's bathroom in a dodgy looking roadhouse and you will be settled. And as soon as I saw that, I went, oh, no, here we go. And then she goes outside and the first three men she meets are fucking rapists. They're the worst three men. Oh, no. They are in their defense, though. Yeah. Three of the most multicultural, inclusive (laughs) rapists I've ever seen. Very diverse, multicultural, sexually threatening rapists. And it made a nice change from the heavy-handed 90s messaging where you just got a gang of Latino men or a gang of black men to do it. Now, yeah, yeah. it's a multicultural, multicultural gang of men. Those gang of horrible fuckers, they're very uh, inclusive of each other. But I was just left thinking, like, what is this place where the women are all saints and the men become rapists the moment they set eyes on a woman they haven't met before. Why are those women in that roadhouse with those men? It doesn't make sense as a what set is piece. This it's place? not great. And I went, oh, okay. All right. So, okay. It's that. That's the world we're in. And yeah. And it is very much the world it's in. The other moment where the, a line is very much drawn under that, Michael, is where uh, she explains why she has so much more control over her anger. Yes. Um, and she explains that as a woman, she's always afraid. 
She's yeah, always yeah. angry and she's yeah. always frustrated. But I'm not certain that's an unfair point, Michael, to be honest. It seems like men, no good. Uh, yeah, that's that's definitely the message. It, yeah, but I mean, in fairness, look at the old news these days, Michael. Men, no good. Uh, I wouldn't say that, Ben. I'd say men if, are pretty important for running a civilization. If it wasn't if it wasn't uh, too late, Michael, I'd say we should go back and recast me as a black woman. This is well, that would definitely do wonders for the podcast, to be fair. It would do <laughs> absolute wonders for the podcast, we could as get opposed the to being two white men. But we could get do you know the lady what, Michael? Rose. Even those particular... Yeah, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Um, I think... She'd probably be on time. She'd probably be on time, probably. Very nice jab <laughs> at my uh, punctuality there, Michael. Well yeah, yeah, played. Yeah, very bad time. Um, that could have been much worse. You could have been much meaner, so that's quite good. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I kept it, kept it steady. So in this particular case, Michael, while it is a little bit heavy-handed in those two points... I think it's good for appealing to a much broader audience. I think American audiences need that kind of thing underlined for them sometimes. Um, and that's very disparaging of our American audiences. But Well, that's interesting that you said a broader audience, though, because it's not appealing to a broader audience. It's appealing to a narrower, narrower audience. Like, think- a, lot of, a lot of Marvel stuff is at least trying to be... What do they, what do they call it in, in marketing terms? Four quadrant? Yes, they're trying to get the um, four quadrants. Trying to get the four quadrants. The four quadrants being men under 45, men over 45, women under 45, and women over 45. I might not yes. be exactly right on those numbers, but that's it's basically old men, young men, old women, young women. Yes. And traditionally, the biggest market for this type of thing has been young men. And yeah. And with the success of Marvel and the success of men refusing to grow up and stay as man-children well into their 40s and 50s, it has also also spread into older men. But the Marvel films in particular have been very, very popular with women too. They have, and even more so lately. They're they're increasing in popularity there, I think. Ah, Um, Well, that's where the thing... That's where... That's where I'm not sure you're right, Ben, because they're making Look, less. They're making less money, and they're being seen by fewer people. So they're certainly being marketed more towards women. But whether they're being watched more by women is very hard to prove. I, I don't know if they are, because not mm. there. Uh, who am I to speak for all women? Nobody. But neither are the writers of She-Hulk. To be to be fair, but yeah. um. All, not all women like things which are so heavily about being women. The success of the Marvel show, shows and movies up to this point shows that there is a market for superhero stuff. Just Commodore Garden, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Commodore Garden superhero stuff without so much of a very particular political slant. And this yeah. show has a very particular political slant. And it is, let's go women. Let's go women. I, I don't know, Michael. I, well, look I'm at not, it this way, Ben. I mean, look, it's well argued. I, 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 don't, I don't disagree with your point to the point. I just, I, do, I don't see it as having... I don't think the slant detracts from it as much as, you know... I, I just don't think it detracts from it. I did, I did feel... A noticeable moment of um, inadequate male rage at one point when She-Hulk is clearly better than the regular Hulk at a few things. And I was like, ah. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy enough for her to be better than him at a few things. He's clearly stronger because he throws that boulder into space. 
Yes. But there's always, there's been an issue about with the Hulk for the last few years anywhere, where basically post-Avengers, they made him the Marvel Cinematic Universe's wharf. Yes. Like, if you want to show someone's tough, have them beat up the Hulk. Yes. So he's been kind of a bit weak, and that's not She-Hulk's fault. Yes. But her being nimble and her being better able to control her two personalities, that has always been the She-Hulk character. Yeah, that's never changed. It was never because she was a woman. But what I think what I'm trying to say is it hasn't bothered me because I still like it. It's still probably my second favourite of the pilots of these shows. I've enjoyed, I enjoyed it more than Moon Knight, Ben, which we invested so much into. Um, no, I enjoyed it about 8,000 times more than... I've, I, I, I had just forgotten Moon Knight existed, um, so you've just... <laughs> You've just reminded me that that was a thing. I think my point is, though, it has been review-bombed quite oh, heavily. Oh, no! Um, quite heavily. But what my kind of... I think where my point is going is it deserves to be review-bombed. Okay. B- because it's play- the show itself is playing political. Okay. And if, if you're going to play political... Then you have you're to get take review your, bumped. You're going to have to take your lumps of, okay, the people who don't like our politics are going to review bomb us. Yeah, in the, in the mean, same way that the people who do like the politics are going to give the show ten out of ten, sight unseen. Yeah. Mm. So it's about it's about like I think it's something like thirty percent one out of ten and sixty percent ten out of ten. Okay, I mean, and Benjamin, realistically, it's an eight. It's it's an eight. It, it's, it's a, a seven solid or an eight. eight. Yeah. Um, Tatiana Maslany is phenomenal. One of the, uh, probably Michael, one of the most enjoyable characters we've been introduced to in that universe in quite a while. Great stuff. It there was, it took me a second where she was just in a car with her cousin Bruce, and I was like, really? She's just going on a road trip with cousin Bruce. Why not? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Of course, yeah. And like, I would be the very one complaining if they gave us some convoluted backstory for why that was happening. Like, all right, she's just, we've never heard of her before and she's going on a road trip with Cousin Bruce. But sure, Cousin Bruce has a life behind the scenes. Brilliant stuff. I think it was really well addressed, though, that, you know, it's taken him 10 years to, to get it under control and he ran away from his family before that was a thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I'm, I'm not like, complaining about it. I actually liked it. it, it I, I thought it, it was really well done. I thought the, the opening dialogue of "Is Captain America a Virgin?" is yeah. a great little nod. First of all, to every single internet forum ever. Mm, go on. And secondly, just a great and odd way to introduce the characters' thinking and viewpoint. And I, I, I thought it was really well done. I think Tatiana Maslany is a perfect choice for She-Hulk and. In general, one of the better characters I've seen portrayed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of late. Isn't the She-Hulk special effect fantastic? Oh, so good, Michael. It's so good. She's great. Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely fabulous. Well, I was watching it again with my with my lovely lady friend, and her her kind of take on it was, why does her hair get so nice when she turns into the She-Hulk? This was a big internet criticism, Michael. So this is really interesting. Everybody (laughs) feels that this is the moment they were jarred out of the experience. It's like, why does her hair change? It's like, it's a fucking Hulk. It's a gamma-radiated being. What are you on? Well, I mean, Bruce Banner's hair doesn't change. It just changes into like a scruffy Hulk version. He's also much bigger and much more jacked than regular Bruce. Yeah, yeah. He's a big, massive, muscular version of Bruce. But but She-Hulk isn't a big, massive, muscular version of... She doesn't change dimensions. She becomes a glamazon. 
Yeah, she goes with Glamazon. That's a nice little nod, ladies and gentlemen, to the sensational She-Hulk issue one yeah, with yeah. the Ringmaster. So you should uh, yeah. check that out on our other podcast, Collecting Issues, like by Weekly Comic Book, 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 book Club. Uh, Benjamin, yeah. fabulous hair, though. Fabulous hair. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. I, I thought, cinematically, Michael, I thought it was better than most of the shows. I, I mean, it's the best use of uh, Hawaii since the... Mexico. It's, this is Benjamin. That was one hundred percent Hawaii. Yeah, it was one hundred percent Hawaii, but it's Mexico. <laughs> I got I got taken out of it a couple of times. Going, why are they in Hawaii again? It's like, oh, it's Mexico. The, All right. The other thing that I really liked about it, Michael, and the other thing that I found fascinating was it finally deals with some of the like PTSD of Endgame, where we have Bruce missing Tony Stark. Like he, he yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. feels the loss of Tony Stark, and we, mm. I haven't seen that in any of the TV shows. Well, we got it for... Well, we haven't seen a lot of Bruce since Endgame. Don't forget. This is pretty much all we've seen. There was yeah. a good chunk of it in um, in Spider-Man. You no, that's true. That's true. Um, where where uh, Peter was dealing with it. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, and, and then, of course, uh, Thor has the tattoo of Tony on his, on his back. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, Ben, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um it's it's luckily good enough for me that I can overlook. I don't like being politicked to by my entertainment. You never do. I don't like it, Benjamin. Um, even even when it agrees with my own personal politics, I still don't like being politicked to by my entertainment. But yes, your entertainment so, is escapism, Michael, and that's how you'll have it. Exactly. Please, thank you. But um, yeah, good enough so far that I can uh, that I not just can. I have been able to overlook it. Fingers crossed, yeah. Ben. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, Michael. I think it's. I think it, it. It definitely, definitely curbs a very distinctive style. I think they've been trying to push for a more distinctive style for a while, and they've been flirting with a comedy for mm. a while. And I think they fight. They might finally. This it's only episode one. Let's remember, and we've been disappointed before, Michael, because we were kind of excited about Moon Knight episode one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been we've been we've been hurt before, Michael, but tentatively, could be a nice one. Benjamin, I'm leaning further and further towards Moon Knight was shite. Moon Knight was shite, Michael. We discussed this on the podcast. Moon shite, more like it, Ben. M- more like, more like, Michael. But come here to me. That 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 begs the question, Michael, because we've touched what? a lot there. We've touched a lot there on, you know, hit and miss Marvel series and a lack of tone. Michael, what the fuck was Phase yeah, Four all about? Yeah, first of all, Benjamin, what was phase four? This is nonsense. I'm not having it, Ben. This is bollocks, Michael. <laughs> a lot of bollocks, Ben. Just in the middle of it, just saying, oh yeah, that was phase four, it's over now. Good luck, everybody. Thanks for That's coming. bullshit. <laughs> right, so look, right? Here's the thing. Let's look at phase one, Ben. Can yeah. we go to back at the phase one? Right, okay, hang on. Let me pull it up there, Michael, first Benjamin, have a look there at. is absolutely no need for you to pull it up. I know it off the top of my head like an encyclopedia. I don't. I'm a thick little fella and I'm not a big fan of Marvel Phase 1. Phase 1 was Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America, Avengers. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's what I just said. Um, You nailed it. I know, of course it's Six movies, Ben. And what was the point of Phase 1, Benjamin? Have you made this presentation or have have you found this online? Uh, no, I found it online, Michael. Okay, good. It looks like one of your slides. I'm pulling a... It does, actually. Uh, but I'm pulling a Jamie <laughs> from the Joe Rogan Show, Michael. You're Jamie from um, the Joe Rogan Show. Ben, yeah. it was to introduce them all, see what sticks, and maybe get us an Avengers film. Yeah. 
Benjamin, when Avengers came out, when those films started coming out, I said to my friends, not you among them, Ben, at the time, because you were but a glint in your parents' eye. Uh, I wasn't, but I was only, a, I wasn't even a glint in yours, Michael. Yeah, yeah, you were only a tiny little fella, Benjamin, when these came yeah. out. 2008, you were only 16, Ben. I was only a baby. Yeah, if I'd been hanging around with you going to the cinema, Ben, people would have been putting me in restraining orders like Ezra Miller. Yeah, but you probably would have been fine, because apparently we forgive that kind of thing now. <laughs> so, Benjamin, when these films were coming out, I looked at them and I said, I tell you what, lads, listen to me, lads. If we get an Avengers film with Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Hawkeye, Black Widow and Thor all together in one film, I can die happy. Yeah. I've, I've achieved my life's ambition of seeing that film. And then they did it, Ben. And I'll tell you and, what. And you died happy. And I died, Benjamin. That was the first time I died. Luckily, I was resurrected by the Solston. Luckily. Luckily. Just in time to see the rather weak Phase 2. Yeah. So Phase 2 suffered a little bit from pointlessness, aimlessness. Yeah. Where it was, Benjamin, you'll remember, Iron Man 3. It's there in front of you. The one with the big twist. Oh, what a twist. Yeah, Thor, the until recently worst Thor. Yes. It had Captain America the Winter Soldier, the best at that point film in the whole series. Yes. Guardians of the Galaxy, which was then the best at that point film in that whole series. Correct. And then Age of Ultron, Ultron, Ben. Four films only to get to another Avengers film. Yeah. The momentum, Ben. You alright? Are you alright? Have you fallen down? What happened? I don't know, nothing happened. I just said the momentum and you froze. And I froze. <laughs> oh, sorry, I got shocked by the concept of momentum. I was just okay, like, oh no! Yeah. Yeah, that's Not what momentum. I thought it was your internet connection, but no, it was just you. You personally froze. And <laughs> I then personally it froze. It had Ant-Man, Ben, but Ant-Man was after Age of Ultron. So, I mean, Phase 2 was quite weak. Yeah. And there you go, that's why Phase 2 was quite weak. But it was a bunch of threes. It was a bunch of threes. Uh, no, Winter Soldier was two, and Thor was It was two. a bunch of threes and twos. Yeah, mostly twos. Um, but again, not a huge point of that phase. Because Age of Ultron suffered for only having three movies of a build-up. And no new characters introduced, essentially. None. The best two films in that... Well, Winter Soldier is very good. But the best film in that whole phase was Guardians of the Galaxy, which was often its own thing. That was, that. yeah, I mean, they needed it to expand the kind of cosmic end of the whole Marvel Universe. But, the, but that feeds more into Phase 3. Yeah. And then, Benjamin, Phase 3, the magnum opus. Yes, the, the golden age of Marvel films. This is the golden age of superhero films. This, in my opinion, will never be equaled or beaten. Because look at that list, Benjamin. I'm going to read it out for you. Yeah. Um, and... Like, where's uh, where's Infinity? Where's Endgame? Endgame's oh, that's weird. That should be up there. Yeah, Endgame should, should be, be on there. there. Sorry. Um, so it's Captain America Civil War, Benjamin. An absolutely fantastic film. And for many people, Avengers 2.0. 2.5, sorry. Yes. A, a better Avengers film than Age of Ultron. Yes. Doctor Strange. Okay, yes. not the strongest standalone, but introducing a vast new side of the universe and a new character played by a cool actor. Cool actors. Cool Very actors. Important. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Ben, which really was the introduction of Thanos. Yeah, the big one. 
that was the real introduction of Thanos was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 Spider-Man Homecoming fantastic film Thor Ragnarok my favourite film of any of this so far yeah. Black Panther which was beloved in my opinion a little bit weaker than its, than its reputation but you hush your mouth R.I.P. Chadwick yes but Benjamin again yeah. a new fantastic character with an interesting background so you've got look at all these new characters and backgrounds you're bringing in Doctor Strange Spider-Man so you've got magic you've got New York you've got Thor doing weird space stuff with the Guardians of the Galaxy you bring in Wakanda and then Benjamin the double whammy of Infinity War and Endgame yeah absolutely fabulous stuff Ant-Man and the Wasp Captain Marvel mm, take or leave them to be honest Captain Marvel I don't even remember and Ant-Man and the Wasp was bad it wasn't bad it wasn't bad. there was nothing just, to invest in Michael get the fuck out of here it just wasn't spectacular it wasn't incredible but yeah. Ben yes you can forgive some of the weaker films there because by this point it was on a roll there was so much momentum that everything was building towards that absolute slam dunk of a double whammy of Infinity War and Endgame and what a slam dunk it was Michael unrepeatable Ben it will never be done again it is too much it it can't be done again because no one will ever recreate the conditions to go from a small series of let's give this a shot films to build up that much momentum and goodwill and energy and um, hype and then make those two multi-billion dollar films which were good and we didn't know about because we thought it was one multi-billion dollar film incredible stuff Benjamin absolutely incredible and then phase four the the phase of what in the hell do we do now and Benjamin look at that Black Widow Shang-Chi Eternal Spider-Man Doctor Strange Thor Black Panther 2 The Marvels no, a lot of now, some of these are wrong, one. Michael. So this yeah, is no, this is the this is the original Phase Four proposal that I have in front of you now. Yeah, yeah, that's um, before it got split. And one of the interesting things there, Michael, is um, <laughs> right after Thor: Love and Thunder, Black Panther Two, nope. Yeah. Um, nope. Captain Marvel Two, nope. That's Guardians of the happened. Galaxy Volume Three, not a fucking chance. Blade, no. Quantumania and Fantastic Four. So that's. That's what we thought we were getting in Phase 4 until Kevin Feige decided to say, ah, we got you. Phase 4 is actually over. Phase 4 is over. Surprise. On to Phase 5. Load of shite, Michael. Benjamin, there has been more content, your favourite word, content, in Phase 4. This is not a fact that I have numbers to back up, but there has been more content in Phase 4 than in all of the previous three combined. I, I Yeah, but that's, that's true, Michael, yeah, yeah, by probably. sheer merit of including those TV shows. The Disney well, Plus realm. But it, this also excludes the previous TV shows. which uh, uh, Yes, the Netflix ones, which don't count anymore. The but Netflix maybe ones kind and of the ABC do. ones. Um, no, no one's bringing the ABC ones back, Michael. Let it go. What about Hellstrom? What about My Dad is the Devil? My Dad's the Devil. A Disney <laughs> story. Yeah, My Dad's the happen. Devil, now on Hulu. Benjamin. Yes. So, but look. Phase one, Avengers. Right. Phase two, the weakest phase, yeah, um, Age of Ultron, yeah, and Phase Three, in Endgame, Infinity, Infinity War, Endgame, Magnus Opum territory, M- Magnum Opus, I believe is the word that Magnus Opum trying to Magnus yeah. Opum, my friend from Iceland, <laughs> Magnus Opum, yeah, it's favorite yes, hello. phase. His My name is phase. Magnus Opum. I, am I just a, think it's really good, guys. I think I'm if you don't give it a man. chance. 
I'm the strongest man in Ireland, but only number 27 in Iceland. Yeah, Magnus Opum. Yeah, Magnus Opum. Yeah, he's a big tall fella, blonde hair. Benjamin. <laughs> it's our new co- podcast character, Magnus Opum. Benjamin. <laughs> there is no point. There was no point to any of this. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Doctor Strange, Thor Love and Thunder. None of them have led to anything. Nothing. Nothing. All self-contained. Many of them promising Michael to be spectacular. Yes. You know, and have ramifications. We were promised that, Michael, a couple of times in this phase. Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man's going to go a little bit of multiversing. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Oh, oh, we're opening up the multiverse. Two entirely separate multiverses, as it turned out. As it turned out, WandaVision, oh, oh, what's happening here? Is there going to be a multiverse? Loki, no. oh, there's definitely going to be a multiverse. We've just cracked an egg. Yeah, yeah. No, there isn't. No. no. Four entirely separate multiverses. Load of shite. And nothing to tie it all together. So it it has really been, and I hate to say this, Ben, because I'm so invested in this goddamn yeah. bullshit. I've got thousands of euro worth of action figures here, Ben. Um, you might want to cash out, Michael. I'm not going to cash out, but I have stopped buying action figures sight unseen. Yes, fair. Um, so I'm not going to be getting, um, I'm not going to pre-order the entire wave of Black Panther 2 figures or Captain Marvel 2 figures. I'm going to be a little bit more choosy on my action figures until... I think you kind of have to be at this point, Michael, don't you? Well, until we can see if they can get this back on track and get a point going. Because right now, Michael... Go on. No point. I would... I mean, what a weird collection. Like, Black Widow, dead. Yeah. And new Black Widow... Okay, so let's say the Black Widow movie existed to introduce the character of Florence Pugh. Pugh, yep. But then introduce that character to be an Avenger. Or a Thunderbolt. Or a Thunderbolt. Or a Thunderbolt, or whatever you're having. But the next time we saw her was uh, as a supporting character on three episodes of an okay TV show. Uh, with uh, also with retrospect not a very good TV show Michael it's an okay TV show I think it was better than Moon Knight anything's better than Moon Knight Moon Knight is now the basement of this particular rating system I don't know if Moon Knight was worse than Falcon and Winter Soldier Mm, tied for shit I didn't love Miss Marvel either to be honest Mm, I think Miss Marvel was still slightly better than Falcon and Winter Mm. Soldier or Moon Knight or Moon Knight Mm. Um, anyway Shang-Chi, that's the last we've ever seen of him. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah like, is he going to come back? Who knows? Eternals, never going to see them again. Nope. Spider-Man, okay, he's kind of gone off doing his own thing now. Yep. Doctor Strange, I presume, will be in a in another film. Thor, Christ knows where Thor is left after that last film. There's, Not much. <laughs> it's, so Ben... To, to throw back to what is the point of phase four and this is the whingiest this podcast has ever been I think this is um, probably our this is probably where we have to stop the podcast Michael we've now become the thing we hate the most <laughs> we've lived long become, enough to see ourselves become the villain but my it, throw back to 2010 then when I was but a young fellow but a but a scrap of a 26 year old or whatever I was um, not even a twinkle in my eye yet Michael you, not even a tw- you weren't even a twinkle in my eye Ben and I was thinking, these movies are going to lead towards the greatest cinematic event of all time. And then they did, the film The Avengers. And then then they kept going. (laughs) Then in phase two, 
I was thinking, these next set of movies are going to lead to an even bigger cinematic event of all time. And then they didn't. Avengers Age of Ultron. And that was a wobble. A big one. But then, Benjamin, phase three, I said to myself, but these movies are going to lead to the biggest cinematic event of all time. And then they did. Yeah. So, so far it has been um, expectation and excitement rewarded with a fantastic movie. Expectation and excitement disappointed with an average movie. And then expectation and excitement rewarded with the greatest cinematic experience of all time, a.k.a. the double whammy of Endgame and Infinity War. But, Michael, the pro... Hold on, I've got. I've worked all the way up to this point, Benjamin. On, but the pro- the problem with Phase Four is, yeah, what what am I even excited about? Uh, nothing. There's there's nothing yeah, yeah, to look. Yeah. We don't know what's happening. Well, I mean, we kind of know what's happening next now, Michael. But go on. Well, I mean, it's there in front of you on the screen, Michael. There's Phase Five. But to be honest, looking at that, Michael, it it's it's giving Phase One in terms of I don't know what this could be about. Sure, but phase one was about putting together... Phase two, do you mean? Oh, yeah, sorry, I meant phase two. Sorry, phase two is a thing of like, I don't know how this is going to go. But Benjamin, look at that lineup. That lineup is just... So, Quantum Mania, yeah. pretty excited about that. Are you? Uh, me, me, like, I think of everything on that screen currently. Yeah, because everything else there is pretty much... Hey, well, who was your favourite side character? Because here's hours of them. Yeah, all right. Like, I have no interest whatsoever in watching six to eight hours of Echo. No. I have no interest in watching six to eight hours of Agatha Harkness. I, I do, but for my own personal reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that we can't get Marvels, into on this podcast. The Marvels seems... I don't, like, I, I don't know how they're going to market the Marvels. Um, because I don't know if Captain Marvel fans... Overall Marvel fans, Miss Marvel fans, and fans of the very minor side character, Monica Rambeau, are all going to come together and go, we can't wait to see a film with that diverse group of I don't of know weirdos. how they're going to pull it off. How are they, how are they going to make a movie of that? With their non-overlapping powers or histories. Weird. It's a, it's a bizarre one, Ben. It's bizarre. But there's nothing... Thunderbolts, maybe, could be exciting. I'm very hesitant about Daredevil there on the screen, Michael, because if they do, if they give Vincent D'Onofrio the same treat, or if they give Charlie Cox the same treatment they gave Vincent D'Onofrio in the MCU, no, mm. thank you. Mm. Could be, uh, could be some fraught stuff, Benjamin. Those um, nerds. Yeah, it's hard. Like I think, I think they're kind of surprised as well at the dwindling reaction to their things. It's like you said a little bit earlier, Michael. People aren't tuning in as much, and I don't think it's just women. I think it's everybody. We might have hit saturation for. A lot of these characters. And when someone like you, Michael, who's a lifelong Marvelier, you know. Don't don't come into the room. It's terrifying. um, Yeah, like you're you're a hardcore Marvel fan. And even you're kind of going, uh, maybe it's time to to wind this down, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. um, I even watched I Am Groot, Ben. You watched I Am Groot? Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, It's like grand total of about seven minutes of actual content. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fine. I, I had no interest in watching it and therefore haven't touched it. Um, mind you, mind yes, you, if we if we see a radical tonal shift and I get a bit more She-Hulk style stuff where it's like experimenting with genres and messing around a bit, maybe, Michael, I'm in. I don't know. I could be in. You could be in. We don't know. 
I, I look forward to seeing Marshala Ali as Blade. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit excited about that. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. That'll be very good. I'm not interested in Loki Season 2 at all. Um, um, yeah, it's not... Um, it's not something that I'm super excited about either. Um, Secret Invasion, I could not care less about. Um, Captain America's getting another movie for some reason. <laughs> yeah, that'll be um, that'll be the the Anthony Mackie Captain America, which is yes, you know, it'll a good be. Thing. It's still Captain America, but it's a it's a good thing in terms of representation. I I don't know if Anthony Mackie's the man to do it. I <laughs> I don't trust Anthony Mackie's presence on screen to pull this off. Um, yeah, well, let's see. I don't know. Um, but we'll see, Michael. It'll be interesting. But you know, our opinion doesn't really matter, Michael. Do you know whose opinion really matters? It's the listeners. I love the listeners, Ben. Yeah, lads, what do you think? Are you excited about anything in Phase 5? Do you know why there was a Phase 4? If so, can you please get in touch with us in one of the following places and let us know why? We're on the interwebs at www.shomrabeog.com, S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. We're on Instagram at Listen Podcast. It also means sure look, sure listen in English. You can also find us on the Twitters at Listenshire. It means sure listen, but the other way. The other way around. Uh, but the best place, ladies and gentlemen, better than all of that, is uh, get in touch with us up on that Discord. Hop up on it, Ben. The link is in the description below. Depending the link on is in your, the description uh, below. On your provider. Yeah, and uh, just get in touch with us and tell us what the fuck was going on with Phase 4. Please do. What was it about? Please too. Uh, we won't be moaning so much next week, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be taking a look at a little point there that Michael tipped on, where we're going to be looking at adaptation in 2022. Yep. Is it the best it's ever been, Michael? Are we finally he- are we at peak adaptation? Are we at peak adapt- oh, yeah, that's what I was trying to say. But yeah, very good, Michael. Sorry, I stood in your line. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm off to go adapt some of my favourite childhood comics. Goodbye. Very good. I'm off to go fume in a basement somewhere. Very good. Don't have one. We live in Ireland. Basements yeah, we are don't very have basements. Very yeah, rare. Yeah, we have it's a tiny damp. room. Yeah, yeah, the second floor. Mm. 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 Bit of a track to get up the stairs when you're fuming. 